So this week, we're talking about not taking things personally, but it's important to preface this conversation with last week's lesson. So this week's lesson only works if you remember last week's lesson. This, everything that, that all of these four agreements stem out of the first agreement, which is to be impeccable with your word. Because if you are not impeccable with your word, then you can't expect that everything that follows that is not personal, right? If you use your words to cause harm, there is something there for you to take personally. The response is incited by your lack of impeccability with your words. So in order to move into not taking things personally, you have to be able to self-evaluate. Have I spoken what I want? My friend Meryl Runyon Rose taught for years, traveled around and taught in businesses, and she taught one statement, and it's a powerful statement. And the statement is, say what you mean, mean what you say, and don't be mean when you say it. Say what you mean, mean what you say, and don't be mean when you say it. So being impeccable with your word incorporates that, doesn't it? That it assumes that you have taken the time to figure out how you really feel, that you've spoken from that assuredness, and that you've said it with some sense of understanding words have impact. And it's important to know that because we don't want to make these lessons trite. We want them to be real and valuable and applicable in today's world. So assuming that we're operating from that place, we're going to move to the second lesson, and I'm going to invite you to watch this little video. You are only a secondary person in somebody else's play. That's by itself is huge, isn't it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did your mother say to you, the world does not revolve around you? She was right. She was right. So how do we learn to take everything personally? Well, it happens out of love. When we're born, we come into a family. And when we want something, we cry. And when we cry, the world responds. It revolves around me. One of our very first messages is it revolves around me. I do something, something else happens. I hit my brother, my brother gets mad. It's my fault. Right? I mean, there's, there are these lessons that happen for us all the way through life where we're taught cause and effect. I'm the cause, this is the effect. I'm the cause, this is the effect. It happens with our parents, it happens with our siblings, it happens with our friends, it happens with the people we love. It happens everywhere in our life. We take an action, something happens. We assume that we are the initiator of that action. It becomes very Pavlovian. Don Miguel Ruiz says we're domesticated that way, that our wild nature is tamed because instead of randomly following our hearts and doing all the things we want, we stop ourselves and we learn to behave properly. We learn how we should talk and what we should do and what that should look like. And there's value in that when we're creating a society, isn't there? We put structure in place so that we can have a functioning society. And there's also value 
in looking at what has happened to us and who we have or have not become as a result. So one of the reasons that this, probably the most important reason that this particular agreement is so important is it gives us permission to come back to our soul self, to figure out who is it that we came here to be. Because I promise you, if you look around this room, we have maybe 85, 90 people in this room this morning. And I promise you, every single one of you came here to do exactly what you're doing, to be exactly who you're being, not to be anybody else in the room. And we need that in our society. We need that. So, for example, if you have a a rogue cell in your body that doesn't know whether it's a toe cell or an ear cell... It's a problem, isn't it? Causes great confusion. We we are a structure. We work together. We are one structure with many parts. And each of those parts is integrally important to the others. And so if we come in and we are so well domesticated that we lose our ability to pay reference to our own guidance because we're busy being what everybody else wants us to be, we lose something, all of us. It's important for each of us to be who we came to be and to speak our truth, to be who we are and to move forward. And that all sounds great until somebody has an opinion that's different than yours. I'm hoping to give you a tool that will help you today and I'm gonna ask Stevie to put a slide up here. This is called the four V's, and these four words were given to me by, Paul, by, by Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck, who's a unity minister at Unity Headquarters. Um, he and I have talked at length about these four words, and they are incredibly helpful. He believes that he may have picked these words up from Michael Beckwith at Agape, at the Agape community in California, but he can't remember for sure, and so we're not exactly sure where they come from. That being said, they are, they, for me, these words have stuck and have been very useful. And so when we talk about not taking things personally, we have to ask ourselves, how do you really do that? How do you know? Well, when we're taking things personally, there are four roles that we generally play from. And we get something from each one. So for example, we may choose to play the role of victim. And victim is a powerful role, isn't it? What, what does victim sound like? Victim sounds like, you did this to me. What do I get out of playing the victim? I get your sympathy. I get, I get the concern and care of whoever I'm telling my story to. That's a good thing. It feels good to know that we're cared about. I may choose that I don't want to be a victim, I will evolve to the next level. The next level is Victor. And Victor looks like you're wrong and I'm what? Right. Yes. <laughs> you're wrong. I'm right. I win. Feels good. What do I get out of that? I get to feel self-righteous. I get to feel safe. Because if I'm right in our world... In our domesticated world, 
if I'm right, I'm safe. You can't touch me. I'm right. Everything's good. Feels good. But it's not very helpful. From victim and victor, I can move to vessel, however, and vessel is a good one. Another word for vessel is savior. I am going to be the force of good in the world. I am going to take whatever it is I know, the wisdom that has come from my life experience, the God flowing through me, whatever it is, whatever your problem is, I'm here to fix it for you. What do I get out of that? Respect. Satisfaction, exactly. Some sense of personal power that I know what to do, which again makes me safe in the world, doesn't it? Because we don't want to not know what to do. When we don't know what to do, the world is not safe. So I will be safe because I will know how to do this. I will play savior for you. It's a very heady role and it's a good role. And these are all roles. They're all just choices in how we respond when someone comes at us with something we don't feel comfortable with. If we stick with this process and we stay in our evalu- in, in the process of evaluating ourselves, we will likely come to verity. And verity is a big word that really, if you just take it and shrink it down and define all those different definitions for it, really means we'll come to our own truth. What happens with Verity, what Verity sounds like is exactly what was explained on the video. I can't change what you believe, but I can tell you what I believe. This is my belief. It's not my job to change your world. I'm not here to save you. I'm not here to overpower you. I am not here to make it your fault. I am only able to share with you what is true for me. What is my experience? And to stand in that. With that comes a lot of responsibility, doesn't it? I have to be response-able. I have to be able to respond to what you're saying to me. I can't just say, well, I think differently. Ciao. I have to respond and stand in the discomfort that comes from, I believe differently than you believe. I have to be able to do that. I have a choice to be responsive, or I may instead react. How you know if you're responding or you're, responding or you're reacting is response says, I choose to do this next. React- reaction says, I have to or you have to. Reaction is, I have no choice. This is what happened, and here's what I'm going to do. I had to do it, because after all, you did that. (laughs) So Verity is about the difference between being response-able and being reactionary. Even Savior is reactionary. Savior is, I got to make it better. Having verity means I can stand in myself 
I can recognize how I feel. I'm willing to look at all sides. I may even choose to change things in, in how we're communicating. You may tell me you have a problem that you believe is my responsibility, is something that's up to me. I have the, oppor- the opportunity then to choose to respond, to choose to change my behavior, to cha- choose to, uh, to try and explain, to choose that I can't change anything. What I do not have from Verity is any need to make what you're experiencing different for you. If I choose to respond, it's because it's what I feel is the best next thing when I check in on myself. So I'm not reacting to what's going on for you. I'm responding for me and from me. When you get to Verity, you don't get tipped out of center very easily. But every single time you have, every single time something comes at you that you find yourself responding to personally, these tools are steps you can move through. You can ask yourself, am I responding as a victim? Do I think it's your fault? Am I responding as a victor? I'm right, you're wrong. Am I responding as a savior? Am I the vessel of spirit here to save your life? Or am I responding from verity? And when you get to verity, you have to stop, self-reflect, and consider what you think and how you feel. And then say what you mean and mean what you say and don't be mean when you say it. Right? These are really important. Write these down. There will be a test later. (laughs) And it won't have to come from me, I promise you. Don't take things personally. Don't try and be the star of somebody else's story. Be the star of your own. I have some quotes for you. Don Miguel Ruiz says, Don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. The Buddha says, holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone else. You are the one that gets burned. Wayne Dyer says, I cannot always control what goes on outside but I can control what goes on inside. The Dalai Lama says we often add to our pain and suffering by being overly sensitive, overreacting to minor things, and sometimes taking things too personally. And Louis B. Smead says, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. <laughs>